Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey are NFL champions again. Uh, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs outlast the Philadelphia Eagles and, and Jalen Hurts in one of the better Super Bowl games I've seen in a while. But in the end, Patrick Mahomes does his thing. We'll break that down. We'll tell you about what we thought about the game, the, the controversial holding penalty, and we'll do a little bit of Browns coming up as well. It's G. Bush, Jeff Lloyd on the Locked on Browns podcast. You are Locked On Browns, your daily Cleveland Browns podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, my friends, to the show that never ends your daily delivery of all things dog pound lgb on elob the lockdown browns podcast brought to you by the lockdown podcast network your team every day your hosts jeff lloyd at jeff underscore lj underscore lloyd from the ultimate cleveland sports show 11 to 1 monday through friday the barbershop 92.3 the fan radio personality garrett bush at g bush 91 we appreciate everybody who makes lockdown browns their first listen every day whether it's on your favorite podcast app for free or of course here on youtube make sure you're subscribed make sure you have your notifications on so when the content drops you are there to digest it and of course if you've got roku Search Lockdown Cleveland Sports. You'll find us here at Lockdown Browns, the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, the Guardians coverage, the Cavaliers coverage. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. And they have a special offer for our listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash Locked On. I said it in the summer. I said it when we started week one of preseason. I said it when we started week one of the regular season. There is nothing that goes by faster than an NFL season. Folks, in a blink of an eye, the 2022 NFL season is past. Uh, Culminating last evening, Kansas City Chiefs 38-35 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Hurts was absolutely outstanding if anybody has any doubts about the type of player Jalen Hurts is and he might not be the you know Patrick Mahomes where it's going to be every single throw but Jalen Hurts is a 110% complete quarterback you saw a valiant effort from him last night uh field I think played a key role in probably slowing down pass rush yesterday and I even I I said it before the telecast did um I wasn't sure if Jalen Hurts was just going to roll out a fresh pair of Jordans for every quarter. Um, but I noticed in the second quarter, I'm like, wait a minute, man, you got different shoes on. And then they went to it later. Obviously, it was a longer cleat length that Jalen Hurts. Um, the problem is, is brand new grass. And, you know, the other thing is, is you do these elaborate halftime shows, which can't be good for the grass themselves. I mean, it is what it is. It's not going to change. They're going to try to roll out the greatest fields they can, but maybe they can find a way to, you know, hopefully get them, you know, less slick, so to speak. Uh, Rihanna, incredible amazing um and then you take all of that into the account that you know the woman's carrying her second child absolutely incredible from that woman uh you know the chiefs look uh patrick mahomes travis kelsey they're the best thing going in the nfl today right now both guys will be residing in canton one day no question about it just absolute ballers patrick mahomes can do it with anything the two plays late in the game for the touchdowns you've got players like darius slay one of the smartest cornerbacks in the nfl You've got a dumb fool to 
telling all his teammates, watch for the, oh, jet sweep, jet sweep, jet sweep. And next thing you know, everybody went right. Kadarius Tony, simple stop, ball, nobody on my side of the field. Then you come back the next drive after Tony takes the 69 yards on a punt return. You run the same damn thing. The Sky Moore, touchdown. You get the late field goal. Obviously, to close it out, Chiefs victorious, 38-35. Uh, again, just an absolute incredible game. I know a lot of focus is here on the penalty. I don't want to hear it. I absolutely just don't. Look, it's part of the game. And, oh, well, why are you throwing a flag at, you know, in that point of the game? If that's the case, every defensive back is just going to go up and basically grab the offensive player and throw him to the ground. Well, you've got to play the game within the rules and everybody for all the pissing and moaning that you did. What was your response when James Bradbury took to the mic and said, it was a penalty. I held him. It was my bad. I let my team down. Look, it, it, nobody ever wants a great game, a key game to come down to the hands of officials. I get it. I truly do. But if it's a penalty, it's a penalty. And, you know, just like last week when everybody complained in the AFC championship game, oh, well, Mahomes got, but he was two steps out of bounds. He's the best player in the game and he got pushed. It's a penalty. Like you got to get over it as part of the game. And, you know, I understand it and all of that, you know, I get that maybe it ruins the way some people were enjoying the game. It was what it was. And, you know, these guys, you know, they're going to get ridiculed if they don't make the call. They're going to get ridiculed if they do make the call. Just everybody just chill out, let the guys play. And we saw a magnific magnificent football game last night, Garrett. Yeah, man. Um, what I take away from the game is that, um, you know, to me, um, I think Andy Reid has stamped himself as, uh, you know, the best play caller that I've seen um, in the game. He's the best play caller to do it. Um, there's a there's a laundry list of guys out there, short list a little bit too, of guys who who are able to call a play like call games like this and be innovative. I look at Bill Walsh, who you know Bill Walsh is is the architect of the West Coast uh, offense. You look at uh, you know some of the guys like you know Sean McVay up and coming. You could look at guys like uh, you know Shan Shanahan. Um, both the, the father and the son have done it different ways in their offensive schemes. Um, different guys who, who put up a lot of points with the run and shoot, whether it's with Jerry Glanville um, and uh, Jeff George or guys down in, in Houston or, or with the Detroit Lions or even, um, you know, the K-Gun with uh, some of those offenses with the Buffalo Bills. But for me, for my money, um, Andy Reid is the best to do it. Not only is he scheming people open, he doesn't have – uh, the talent to deep threats. They, they got rid of Tyreek Hill. Uh, they still have Travis Kelsey roaming in the middle of the a field. But listen, I mean, he's he's scheming people open. Juju Smith-Schuster is open. Uh, Sky Moore's wide open. Kadarius Tony's wide open. I mean, these aren't like uh, this isn't like preseason. I mean, they're scheduling guys to go into motion. When you go into motion, who says I'm gonna just stop and go the opposite way and I'm gonna throw you the ball? You'll be wide open. I mean. They do it in so many different ways. They can hit you with, you know, different, different, uh, you know, smoke and mirrors. They get you with motion. They get you for formation, um, you know, creativity. So I just say that he's the best doing it. And, and, and it's kind of a cheat code, the fact that you got one of the most talented quarterbacks for my bill. And, and, and for my money, when you look at um, a guy like Patrick Mahomes, uh, his arm strength, his arm talent. Um, but what is underestimated is the fact that he goes out there with a high ankle sprain. Um, he, you know, comes out hobbling after a first, you know, in the first half. Um, he comes back and he seals the game away with one of those those signature scrambles of his where it just seems like he steps up. There's nobody there. 
and he runs for 15, 16 yards, gets the first down. And you just had to know that if, if Patrick Mahomes had the football with any time left, it was a wrap. There was nothing you were going to do. He does it again. And so, you know, to me, I, I think we all we, we kind of underestimate, and it's hard to say that, just how dynamic they are. Uh, Travis Kelsey said it best. Man, stop playing with me. I got my homes <laughs> and I got Andy Reid. Come on now. Y'all got to understand. Shout out to Jalen Hurts. I think he took his L with some dignity. I thought he said, you know, you know, what about adversity coming back? Um, you know, Philadelphia was a, a damn good football team. A couple errors here or there. I think the penalty hurt him at the end of the game. Also, uh, the, the non-catch um, by Smith um, really hurt him in the, in the first part of the game because that was a really huge play. Um, but in, in general, I just I just thought Kansas City for all of they, they for as bad as they played in the first half, not moving the ball, the Eagles were dominating that game. And you get to the fourth quarter, they're down one score. I said that's not enough. It's not enough for with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. They did what I thought they was going to do. I had the Chiefs winning the game. They came out on top. Um, shout out to the Chiefs and, and shout out to the Eagles. The Eagles are young. They're good. Um, they'll be around, but you know that's one of the things about this league. It could be somebody else next year. Um, sustained dominance is hard to get to, um, but I think uh, really good game, really entertaining game. I enjoyed it. Uh, no question about it. Uh, to you know, our brothers over at Locked On Eagles, Locked On Chiefs. Congratulations, fellows! Uh, you know, a couple of weeks of just absolutely killing the game, putting out some incredible content. Uh, you know, sadly in the scenario like this, somebody's got to come up on the wrong end. Uh, so Locked On Chiefs, the crew over there. Congratulations uh, yet again, uh, and, you know, we all coming to challenge that throne. Uh, some coaching staff changes starting to, uh, you know, file through here in Berea. Guys moving out. Guys are going to have to be replaced. We'll get some thoughts on that here. Jeff Lloyd, Garrett Bush, your latest Locked on Browns. This show is sponsored by Better Help. Look, to succeed every day, especially for me, you need the right mix of proper sleep, food, focus, all of that stuff to help yourself be the best version of you. When you are at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes life gets you bogged down and you may feel overwhelmed or like you're not showing up in the way that you want to. Working with a therapist can help you get closer to the best version of you. Because when you feel empowered, you're more empowered to take on everything life throws at you. Me, uh, it's been it's been a long, long run here over the last five, six years. Uh, between my wife and myself, we have lost both her parents. We have lost my father. I have lost my older brother. But yet, we still have to be the best adults we can, the best career people we can, the best spouses we can, the best parents we can. There's just no way around it. We have to find a way to make do day in, day out. So if you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, it's flexible, affordable, and it's done entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash XXXX today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash XXXX.
Welcome back to the Locked On Browns podcast. Uh, make sure you guys continue to listen to us on wherever you download and wherever you get your podcasts at. Um, and definitely check us out on YouTube. Uh, follow us on Twitter at GBush91, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd as well. And follow the Locked On Browns on YouTube at Locked On Browns. Now, look, you know, Jeff, we talked about some of the different things earlier before we got here. Um, guys moving around. Uh you know, coaches, staff is is making some changes, and you would expect so, right? You expect those guys to move when you when you perform as badly as poorly as the defensive, um, you know, unit and the coaches. I'd expect there to be m- massive changes on that side of the football. Um, you take a look at it, and, you know, from the pillars of what you wanted to do. You know, you came into the season saying that you wanted to eliminate the big plays, and for whatever reason, this is according to um, Joe Woods, that just didn't happen. Anytime you have a point of emphasis going into a season and then you're not even average in that area, that just goes to show you that there's a disconnect between you and the players and there's something going on wrong with your scheme that didn't allow that to get better uh, as usual. And there's one thing that I've always talked about and people say, you know, let's clean that up. You know, sometimes I think we, we've started to overuse that so much. Sometimes it's not about cleaning anything up or just make a couple tweaks here and we'll be better. No, you have to evaluate your offense and your defense in a way that you need to say, is this player talented enough to take what we see on film, correct it, and then have the muscle memory, have the ability to translate what we've done on the practice field to the game. See, it's the difference between what you do in the game and what you do in practice. And everybody going half speed or three-quarter speed or one-fourth speed, yeah, you could get it when we're telling you on cards this is what you're running, but it's the difference between you doing that in a split second where you got to make a decision or or when you're getting that double team. Are you physically strong enough to handle a double team? Hey, when you got, are you able to read your keys and diagnose as a linebacker? Do you take correct angles? Um, all those things are, are things that you have to put into play week in and week out. So when people say, yeah, we'll, we'll clean that up, usually what you start to have is, well, guess what? You're saying that the whole year. You say that the first game. Well, we got to clean up some other stuff. No. If you're not consistent enough to do that, that just means you need better ball players or better coaches coaching these guys up. And right th- now, I just I just felt what looking at the Browns on the defensive side of the football, um, some of the stuff coming out of the defensive side, some of the, the lack of accountability, misassignments, um, you know, just overall physical meltdowns. I just thought there was way too much of that for for any team to overcome. And I watched these teams, like I said, I watched the Eagles as well as the Chiefs. When guys were supposed to make open field tackles, they made them. When guys, when, when the ball was in the air, they were contested. They were doing it by the book. There's way too many times I see with the Browns, it's third and 12. The first guy makes a, 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 a horrible attempt at a tackle. The second guy looks like, he doesn't even have a heart to tackle him, and then he falls forward for for 13 yards, and that is that is the type of stuff you don't see in these Super Bowl games. And for the Browns to get wherever they need to go, that can't be it. That can't be what the standard is. Hopefully, they got some guys moving around and bring some guys that can change that standard. My yeah, and, and I love that you went there with this. My you know the beginning of the game with the Chiefs on defense, they weren't tackling; they were hitting. I mean, like th- these guys were bringing the noise, and I'll be honest, I, you know, that first drive, even though you know, Philadelphia went down, got a touchdown, I was like, man, I don't know, man. Chiefs are setting a tone here right now. And look, 
There's players you got to play like that every down. Yeah, I mean that is the this is the way it is. And the other thing is, is if you go, you're usually not going to get hurt when you're going at that speed. The guy who's going to get hurt is the guy who's not going at that speed and gets missled by somebody. And that's the way the Chiefs came out on defense yesterday. Look, Jeff Howard, defensive back coach. Look, there were no excuses. You know, for the way that secondary played, you had a high investment in John Johnson the third, a high draft pick in Grant Telpit, high draft picks in Denzel Ward, Greg Newsom. Martin Emerson, you they they didn't lose your job. You lost it. The only thing that was going to get moved out of there was going to be you. And you didn't help yourself after the second Bengals game, four days after the fact. Oh, well, when T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd went out, uh, it actually made our job a little more, more difficult. All right, bro. I mean, we said it at the time, G. You know what I'm saying? That was a guy walking the plank. You know what I'm saying? Hey, like, forget yeah. it, bro. You know, we're not even letting you turn around. You know what? I mean, you can throw your blindfold. Yeah, the sharks jump in, bro. It's over. There's just no way it, you come back from like that. Um, Drew Petzing is rumored to be leaving to go be quarterback coach with the Arizona Cardinals if their coaching search goes the way it should. Look, that's fine. His first two years here, he was with Baker Mayfield. Obviously, that situation regressed. Last year was a really difficult spot to be in. But, you know, Deshaun Watson's been in this league long enough. There are rumors his former quarterback coach from the uh, Houston Texans could be headed this way. And we'll get to this in segment three because – there's only one thing that matters this offseason. We're going to cover a million things, but there's only one, and we'll get to that in segment three. As for Chris Kiffin, look, Chris Kiffin was not dealt a great hand. Um, I think the highest uh, drafted defensive lineman they gave him to work with was, I think, was 75th or 76th with Alex Wright. But in the same respect, Chris Kiffin, in your time here, Jordan Elliott did not improve. Tommy Togiai did not improve. We saw some sparks from Perrion Winfrey late this season. Alex Wright, you saw basically what I think we thought we were going to saw, no tremendous improvement, but some improvement. Isaiah Thomas played kind of well. Chris Kiffin didn't really improve anybody on this defensive line. Nobody got better under their time with Chris Kiffin. Yes, he came from the San Francisco 49ers. Granted, the 49ers put more draft capital, higher draft capital into the players they brought in and those players did develop. The Browns did not do that. Chris Giffen, it, it, it nothing got better necessarily. And look, 2020 was a great ride. 2021 wasn't. 2022 wasn't. It's definitely time to shake up the staff here. You, you need new voices. You need new whatever it is. Guys get stale. And it's great if you're winning and you want to keep everything together. But some guys just need to be you know challenged. Some guys need to look at things through a different light, through a different lens, through a different voice. And this is what the Browns have to do. And look, the, the, the seats are getting hot in that Browns coaching room for Kevin Stefanski. And the moves they're going to have to make to replace these guys are going to be huge. Um, and Jim Schwartz, obviously, this is going to be very intricate that he can go out and get some of the guys that he trusts, he believes in, to set up this defense the way they need it in Cleveland. That's going to have to happen. Um, but again, and we're going to go to it here as we start to make the shift on over. There, there's one clear defining point. If you want to have like the you know the power point of the Cleveland Browns and what needs to be done by the time this season kicks off in September, it is one and only thing. It is one and only thing. Garrett Bush, Jeff Lloyd, and we're going to talk all about it as we continue here on the latest Lockdown Browns. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America. 
America's number one sports book. Because new customers get a no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, it's secure, and it's super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores. And threes drained. You can talk about your over-unders in the NBA. You can talk about the money line, player props on points, rebounds, assists, etc. And there's a lot more things you can do, like the two-by-three, two-three-pointers scored in the first three minutes. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That is fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Welcome back to Locked On Browns podcast. Jeff Jeff Lloyd, G. Bush with you uh, post-Super Bowl uh, edition of Locked On Browns. Uh, you know, speaking of Super Bowl, you know, we saw two good quarterbacks and Jalen Hurts, and, and obviously Patrick Mahomes, we've mentioned him. But I want to drill down a little bit on the Jalen Hurts situation is you, you see what a quarterback could do. Jalen Hurts, uh, second-round pick, a guy that uh, over the, over his first three years has grown, took leaps and bounds, and you see what he did last year, he or excuse me, this year, that, that helped the, the Philadelphia Eagles get to the Super Bowl in terms of his running ability, in terms of his deep ball ability. They went out and got an A.J. Brown. They went out and got uh, they, they drafted um, Smith out of Alabama. They got uh, you know they already had uh, Dallas Goddard. They had some guys out there that could already play. So what they did is they surrounded those individuals with a, a you know a, a Miles Sanders. They got some a decent running backs there, nice offensive line, and you see what you can do when you do have those uh, pieces around a quarterback. But all those pieces don't mean nothing from you unless Jalen Hurts took that step. And if you look at every single team that was in the playoffs, right, those teams were in the playoffs not because of their defensive lines, not because they had the best secondaries, not because they had the greatest receivers in the world. Those teams made the playoffs because their quarterbacks were either elite or became in that conversation for elite during this season. Jacksonville Jaguars is a clear case. Jacksonville got the first pick overall because they were horrible. They had a, a, a debacle when it came to Urban Meyer. He was doing, you know what, moving around, not paying attention to what he was supposed to be playing, and then didn't even have the X's and O's in, the, in, his, in his finger on the personnel. You look at what they said. Oh, Christian Kirk, they, you know, they've been ploded. What are, these guys are the laughing stock. They don't even know how to evaluate receivers. Why would you give him all that money? Travis Etienne, oh, my goodness, you try to turn him into a receiver. Why would you take a running back in the first round? Why would you do things like, oh, they got a defensive tackle, huh? All of those things. But guess what? Trevor Lawrence put it together this year. And so when quarterbacks start to put it together and get comfortable, all that laughing and joking ends because guess what? The Jacksonville Jaguars were a real deal this year. You look at those other teams, the Josh Allens, the, the Joe Burrows, the Patrick Mahomes. I know you get you get tired of hearing uh, of it ad nauseum, but they, that's what it was. The teams that didn't perform well had quarterbacks that they thought were getting elite quarterbacks but did not have elite play. Russell Wilson is one. Deshaun Watson is one. 
Derek Carr is one. We look at those guys who are supposed to be in that conversation but weren't. It boils down to this, boys and girls. We can talk about offensive line play, talk about D-line play. You can talk about all that you want to talk about. If you ain't got a quarterback and he's not playing up to a certain level, chalk it up. You're not going to win anything. You're not going anywhere. You're not going to fool people. You can't scheme guys up that way. So, you know, this all hinges on the fact that Deshaun Watson from 2023 must be vintage Deshaun Watson from the past. And I'll even add something on to that. Not only does he not have to, he has to be better. He has to be better than what he was. See, this is what people don't be getting. You think that it's just cool to get the Texans Deshaun Watson. No, they were 4-12 and 12 at one point in time. We need him to be better than he was with the Texans because you know what? Patrick Mahomes and those guys, they're better than they were when he was playing, when he was at the top. Patrick Mahomes ain't stayed here. He, he kicked it up. Josh Allen then kicked it up. Joe Burrow then kicked it up. So if you come with that play that, that you had a couple years ago, you're not going nowhere anyway. We need him to understand those plays. We need him to be able to be clutching and, and get those plays done because we have not seen that from Deshaun Watson closing major teams out, and he has to be that good if the Browns want to do anything. Your point absolutely rings true here. Um, you know, we're going to go all offseason, and we are going to cover free agency, what the Browns are going to do with the safety position, how the Browns are going to rebuild this defensive line. Are the Browns going to make a move in the offensive line, whether it's at center, whether it's at left tackle? Uh, who can be another playmaker to be brought into the fold here on the offensive side of the ball? And all of this. And then we get to the draft and all the prospects. But none of this means dirt if you were not getting the version of Deshaun Watson you believe you were getting that you guaranteed $238 million to. It's okay. And I believe Patrick Mahomes this season, I believe it was 17% of the cap was responsible towards the salary of Patrick Mahomes. That's why you get a situation where, hey, we can't keep Tyreek Hill. We just can't do it. And you want to know what? Patrick Mahomes goes out and gives you a better statistical output in 2022 without Tyreek Hill. So guess what? When your quarterback makes this amount of coin, it is on him. They literally told Patrick Mahomes, not only are you the best quarterback in the NFL, you now have to be better because we have to take away one of your, and I at the time, I don't know, Kelsey Hill, whichever way you want to put it. We are going to take away one of your biggest playmakers because we have to financially. And now, because you are certainly worth this salary, but we have to ask more of you. And you get a guy like Patrick Mahomes to go out there and deliver. And not only deliver, win another MVP, win another All-Pro. On one leg, make it through three playoff games and then re-injure it in the Super Bowl. God knows what they put in that kid's body, but he went out and gave you 30 more minutes on a bad ankle, scored every single drive in the second half. Every single one of them. So this is what it all comes down to. Look, we love Nick Chubb. We love David Ajoku, Mari Cooper, Miles Garrett, and all the other names that are going to come in here. But this Garrett is truly one case where you would say one 
is greater than the 53. You would, you're, you're never taught to speak like this about football ever. But this is the sole thing that needs to be ready to go by, by September. Deshaun Watson not only needs to be the player he was in Houston, but he's also got to understand that now with this greater salary, this huge amount of guaranteed money, guess what? Oh, we're a little weak there. We're a little weak. There. Well, guess what? You're going to have to do a little bit more each week to overcome those things. And this is what it all comes down to. Because if Deshaun Watson ain't it, there's no Kevin Stefanski. It'll only be a matter of time. There will be no Andrew Barry. Deshaun Watson has to be the guy. And I don't mean just the starting quarterback of this team. He has to compete to be one of the top quarterbacks in the NFC, AFC, and one of the top quarterbacks overall in the NFL. That is the most important thing the Cleveland Browns need to happen between now and September. Huge. Um, and, 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 you know, it has to be – I challenged them to rethink the way they even approach the game. You know, I, I think the Cleveland Browns have approached the game so so long that is is you, you're just trying to be good enough. And, and I think that that we have to, as fans, expect more and understand what the level they need to play at in order to compete with these other teams. The mindset has to change. It's just not about being relevant. It's just not about, you know, beating the Steelers. And, and for me, you know, I, I'd almost want to throw it out the window. Yeah, yeah, you want to beat the Steelers and the Ravens and the Bengals, but we've placed so much validation on what we need to do in the conference when we don't understand – to win it, to win a championship, at some point in time, it's good. we're gonna look at and we're main want to feel like the Bengals. The Bengals is like, yeah, we went in the AFC North, but they season are is coming down to can you beat the Bills and can you beat the Chiefs? That's what the Bengals' goal is. Can you beat those two teams? And it doesn't matter because that's how high the bar is for the Browns to get there. They need to understand where they need to go, and they need to really, they really need to change. The philosophy on offense, the philosophy, it's not just ball control. If you want to beat Patrick Mahomes, you gotta you gotta take it from him. And he he'll like you said, Jeff, he scored every play in the second half. Every every possession. So guess what? To win, what do you gotta do? You either you better put it out of reach or he or, or or control the ball and keep the ball so they don't get possessions. Either or you're gonna have to be prolific. I think uh Deshaun Watson and, and Kevin Stefanski. Like I said, lock yourself in the cabin, fellas. Come up with something creative and figure it out because this is the this is the, the landscape of the AFC, and this is what you got to go through when you want to win a Super Bowls. And look, once you put $238 million, $38 million on Deshaun Watson, you basically put the entire city on notice. You put your entire fan base on notice. We think this is it. We think we are it. Look, however 2022 unfolded, I understand. It had to be a really difficult year to navigate. But, you know, you start 0-1, 1-2 in 2023. Everything that's going to come your way is going to be earned and deserved. This is it. You put all your chips in. It's time to show up like champs, not show up like chomps. It's just that simple for the Cleveland Browns. We're going to have a ton here to cover over the coming months. I mean, God forbid the NFL Combine is only two weeks away. Then we're going to get in a draft. Then we'll get in free agency. Then we're going to get in draft coverage. Um, so a ton coming here. Garrett and I personally, look, I want to thank every single one of you. Um, the season, again, it did not go as everybody had planned, but obviously major changes here. You know, Garrett brought into the fold in May here, the transition to taking this to video show here on YouTube, um, the acceptance of all of you. And look, the hiccups as Garrett and I, you know, got comfortable with each 
there. Meanwhile, Garrett's learning another show with four or five and rotating different partners in every day. A lot has gone on. It, it, it truly has. Um, and it's a lot easier to come out here and just put out content week in, week out when your team is rolling and wins every week. Um, so, you know, there were a lot of bumps and bruises Ed, to get through it to this point. We are 10 times better, more comfortable with each other now than when we first started in May. Um, but as I will always tell you, none of this means nothing. If nobody comes to listen, nobody comes to subscribe, we're just two dudes with microphones. That's it. At the end of the day, that's all we are. Um, I, the more and more time I spend within this fan base, I love it. I appreciate it more because I think it's so much different than you know, the Dallas Cowboy fans all over. No, 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 no. You're not fans. You like winning or you liked winning. It's a different breed here with the city, with its fan base, with its relationships for the sports teams. I love every second of this. I ain't going anywhere anytime soon. G is comfortable. G don't want to go back to that corporate world. He ain't got time for that nonsense. You're going to let his wife do that stuff. She ain't putting on, you know, no khakis anymore, the button down shirt, making sure he's in the office by nine. Nah, this is life <laughs> we love. This is life we work for. This is the life we appreciate. But again, it means nothing without you all turning out every single day to support us. So again, good on all of you. Um, I'm sure you're all tied, you know, tied in here, you know, calves, you know, mid season here, spring training, getting a kick underway. One thing I'm sure you're all very, very excited about, but we'll be here day in, day out, giving you the best Cleveland Browns content. We possibly can. We appreciate all of you who make lockdown Browns your first listen every single day, whether it's on uh, your favorite podcast app free as always. And of course on YouTube, subscribe notifications on throw likes on the episodes for us. Uh, Roku, if you have it, search Locked On Cleveland Sports. You'll find us here, Locked On Browns, Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, Guardians, Cavaliers coverage as well. I am Jeff Lloyd, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. G. Bush, in addition to here and the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show, 92.3 The Fan, uh, radio personality, as you guys all know, make sure you're following at G. Bush 91. All that being said, and again, it's insane. It just goes so fast. 2020. To NFL season officially in the books. It feels like it's been weeks. It's been seven months gone in a blink of an eye. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.